You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Welcome into another journey into mystery. We are talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That is where we are at on this MCU journey, Ian. I feel like we're getting ready to start winding down. Do you feel like that that's what it is? I mean, this is uh this is we are in phase three at this point. Like, yeah. It, it's it we're coming up on Infinity War real quick. We're coming up on Infinity War real quick, and maybe it's because I've seen all of these before, and I just know where we're headed. <laughs> like, I'm, if I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready, like just for the for the build up into the wind down. I mean, it's not it's not even just that you've seen all these before. You've seen all these four in more recent history. Like they are yeah. they are they are only a couple years ago when we first watched infinity war or captain marvel or black panther like i'm i'm super stoked to watch black panther again don't get me wrong oh absolutely it's fantastic so uh yeah uh, we are we are hitting that home stretch because uh when wait when when is black panther i think it's next it's, week is that next week or is that is is uh ragnarok next week is is uh, is ragnarok before black panther or after black panther i'm looking it up right now <laughs> please please do <laughs> Please, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear about this. So, <laughs> journey into mystery. We're professionals. We are yeah, super we, professional here, and we know the exact order of the movies every single time. I mean, no I, I, can, I can name all the movies, just I can't name the order. Oh of no, it's your favorite. What's my favorite? It's Homecoming next week. That's right. I, I so we've got Spider-Man movies. We've got Homecoming. Then we've got Ragnarok. Then Black Panther. Infinity War, Ant-Man the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Endgame, Spider-Man Far From Home. Well, it it I <laughs> it seems like we, I thought until this very moment I thought we were closer to already being caught up and now I did too. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like, "Oh, hold on." So, uh some some spoilers for the future here. I have never seen Captain Marvel. I missed it the first time around. Like it was one of those ones I wanted to watch and every single time that opportunity presented itself, we chose to watch something different instead. And interesting. Yeah. It's just I've I've not seen the complete MCU yet. No, you haven't. I mean, we'll definitely dive more into this when we get to in-game, I guess. But since you brought it up, like when you first saw her appear in in-game, like how did you feel? Well, I was already hype on it because I like Brie Larson. Okay. <laughs> So when she pops up and they're like, well, you got a new haircut. And I was like, did she though? Like, isn't that normally her haircut? <laughs> <laughs> Not in the iteration we saw. Yeah. And I don't know. I was a little confused because I'm like, hold up. She's human, but she spends most of her time off earth. Like we haven't seen anything like that in, in guardians or in, in the MCU yet. Like we have Quill who's Terran. Right. But he's not from Earth. Like he is, but he isn't. Right. So it's like we don't have anybody from Earth that prefers to hang out in space. 
And so I was, I was a little like interesting. So then, then what did you think about when you got to like her using her powers against the, uh, Thanos's armada? I was like, well, that's badass. <laughs> no, that's fair. Like she is super powered. So yeah. I, I, wanted to know, I just wanted to know your thoughts. And when you're like, she took out the whole ship. Wow. Like I was hype on it. Cause she's one of three. Like to, to be able to fight Thanos, like no problem. Right. Well, not no problem, but that can like one V one him. Right, right, right. So right. when she rolled in, I was like, cool. So roll credits. Like how are we doing that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, uh, there's a lot to be unpacked there in Endgame, but we have we have time, and we can we could talk about that when we get there because maybe my opinion will change. There we go. We will we will have to see if your opinion changes after you watch Captain Marvel. So we are actually talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two <laughs> from 2017. This was a very highly highly anticipated follow-up to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. Uh, do you remember your level of excitement or non-excitement going into this movie? Um, I was a little excited for it. I, I had the same kind of excitement that you have every time like an MCU movie comes out where you're like, oh man, what's it going to mean? What are they going to do? I hope they do this kind of thing. Like, oh, that'd be so cool. Um, but then we got there and it was the most room temperature movie <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of how you felt about the first one yeah and again the first one was just because i had seen it so many times due to a previous job right where it just lost its like luster for me mm-hmm. i can i i can agree that the first one is fun the first one is like exciting and there's a lot going on and there's new characters to learn about because I didn't know who the Guardians were before the movie. Yeah, and we definitely talked about that. We talked about the fact that, you know, that that was its biggest uh not what's the opposite of detriment? Like its biggest uh, appeal that, you know, people yeah. didn't know who these characters were. They didn't they they got to learn new things. And then we get to this one and it's a little deeper like there's there's more like character growth in this one but i feel like we spent half the movie kind of doing nothing <laughs> i i i get what you're saying i feel like there was a lot of the movie that were where we just we we spend on somewhat building the world that they live in but not the characters that they live with yeah. like we see so much of the ravagers in this movie which cool awesome we get to understand what that is all about. Why it is that Yondu is a part of the Ravagers, but not really a part of the Ravagers. Because like his old crew, which is, consists of Sylvester Stallone and uh, Michelle Yeoh and uh, Michael Rosenbaum as different characters, like they kicked him out of the Ravagers proper, so to speak. And uh, his band is kind of an offshoot, basically because he was snatching up children for ego which we come to learn is uh peter quill's father uh the ego the living planet and because of that the that's like the line that this group of ravagers like draws like they're they're not bad guys but they're not good guys either they, they're kind of guns for hire but not so much in the kidnapping department yeah like you live in that gray area where 
somebody pays you to do something good. All right, you paid me. I'm going to do it. They pay you to do something not so good. I mean, money is money, man. <laughs> I mean, this movie, it, it, like we said, we got we got all those new characters uh, that are the part of the writers. We got the whole race of those golden people, whoever they're supposed to be. I, I forget who they're the sovereign. The sovereign, thank you. Uh, we get the hint at Adam Warlock at the end of that movie, if it's supposed to be Adam Warlock. I mean, obviously it's the cocoon that we know for Adam Warlock in the in the comic book, and she even calls him Adam. Yeah. And then just nothing comes for that for the rest of phase three. Like definitely nothing comes. I mean, we know that in the <laughs> Infinity Saga, like comic book version, Adam Warlock is the key to defeating Thanos. Yeah. I was all hype on it. The first time I saw it, I was like, oh, here we go. This is the dude. We're going to do it. And then they're like, Captain Marvel movie. And I was like, dang, they're going to like 2v1 this guy? Like, all right, do we need a movie? Can we do this in 30 minutes? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, he doesn't make his appearance. And like I, I think I've said on this podcast before, like, I'm pretty sure he is supposed to play a bigger role in uh, Phase 4 until James Gunn was no longer part of the MCU because of uh, Disney firing him for like the 15 minutes. He wasn't there. Right. And, but within that 15 minutes is when they decided to go a different direction with the phase four. Cause they had to, to move forward and, and changed yeah, things changed. So that's what I, 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 I don't know. I, this is all the stuff that I pieced together and is all conjecture and, you know, just trying to uh, guess guesswork stuff, but that's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, it's going to happen. We're probably still going to see uh, the the play out of that in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Four with the Adam Warlock character. So we like you. We need like one whole movie past as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, you. I, I didn't even think about that. Because we are going to have Asgardians and Adam Warlock in potentially have those two character, those two things going on in the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I don't know. I don't if know Adam, if Adam Warlock is actually the antagonist of Asgardians of the Galaxy. I'd be here for it. Who went who in that fight, Thor or or, or Adam Warlock? Uh, I think that there's no winner, and I think it's a fight between the two of them, just a slugfest, and it eventually turns into. Hey man, you were built to do a thing. Like you were made to do a thing. But what do you want to do? And oh. They're gonna like give him sentience, more or less. <laughs> that's so gonna be. They're, they're gonna reverse Ultron him. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 true. Okay, all right. I, I, I can't wait to see that because they spent the whole movie this time with the Sovereign as like this like like subplot, like the B plot, right? of they stole the batteries at the very beginning it was like cosmic double a's they stole from these people (laughs) and and then they're just mad about it sure they're expensive but they're like no we're gonna kill them (laughs) ain't ain't nobody gonna steal from us and go away Mm -mm, we're gonna kill them like okay like (laughs) that's fine but you're gonna waste all these resources going all the way across the universe just like (laughs) through ego and then you're going to get rocked on ego. How much money did you spend on that fleet? Oh, I mean, two fleets. I mean, everything's made of gold. Gold's a big thing for them. So I'm guessing they just have lots of money. Like that's 
So if they don't show up, like if they aren't a a key piece of Guardians Three, I'm gonna be confused. And rightfully, you should you would be like it, it it that would make a lot of sense. That'd be that'd be straight up dropping plot like storylines that are out there. So I I, I understand that now. I want to ask you though, as I'm sorry, you wanted to finish finish. Your uh, I was just going to say because I just want Thor out there in space, being like, "And what did we do to these people?" <laughs> I'm and sure you're going to have to have that conversation many a times. Then, the, yeah, and then you have then you have Peter going, "Well, Rocket stole some stuff," and he went, "Cause they didn't need it," and it's like this whole big thing. That's five minutes of movie right there. If there you, you want to talk to me, James Gunn, come get me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I, I want to know since you are a uh, professional gamer, how do you feel about the the sovereign attacking I, in game form? I want it. That would be <laughs> awesome. That I would mean, be so that, much fun. Isn't that the dream that that's how the the video gaming is going to look at some point? Right? Oh man, that would be that'd be so good. Just to be able to <laughs> just to be able to pilot a drone and like to be like, what's your job? Oh, I file, uh, I'm, I'm a fighter pilot. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, uh, that chair back there—that's where I fighter pilot from. How, how many times have you been? Have you been up in the air? Oh, none. I've never none. been. In the air. I'm actually terrified of flying. <laughs> I'm really afraid of heights. <laughs> Wait, I don't understand. Oh, I have this—you uh, know—jump set over here that I just jump yeah. in and then fly a plane remotely. Like it's fun. <laughs> I would sign up so fast. Like I love it that whenever one of them dies, they straight up, you know, do a, a rage quit, so to speak. Like they just go, dang it, like kind of thing. It just like hit hit the the game console and get get up so that the next person can get on and and do their luck. And there was the shot. It was towards the end of the the quantum asteroid field, uh-huh. the first time that the the fleet is chasing them. You had one craft left and all of the pilots were crowded around this one cabinet more or less it was just an arcade somebody might as well have yelled yo we got a kill screen over here and everybody stopped what they're doing to come watch this dude kill screen it (laughs) yeah i mean it's perfect right it's it's the it's the exact combination of that lifestyle plus this movie like the the all of it whirlwind together and it's just it hits that that right spot mm-hmm. now we're also introduced to, to ego and his assistant mantis in this movie mantis goes on to be a big part of the guardians of the galaxy in the in uh, infinity war and uh in game movies how did you feel about her character in this movie i thought she was good <laughs> I thought she was good. The like the more I watch Guardian stuff, the more I realize like I don't dislike the Guardians. I dislike Drax. <laughs> That's funny is because a lot of the interaction with Manus in this movie is with Drax. Like I yeah. like the their two uh the relationship between the two of them. I don't I, want them to have a romantic relationship. I like the relationship that they have in this, but I can definitely see like executive producers pushing the pushing James Gunn to put those two together and him being like, okay, I can do that kind of thing. I I would be okay with it. If it was a scene that was like, they've been doing this, like Drax has been doing the whole, like you're disgusting. (laughs) Uh, 
I, I, I like a woman with more meat on her bones. Like <laughs> I would just picture us being physically, like, being physical together, like yeah. making retching noises. And then like the one at one point, they just like kiss offhand, and they both look at each other like, no, 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 no. That was weird. <laughs> that was that was not good. Yeah. <laughs> I her power, like of being an empath, but then also able to like redirect it and and control other people's emotions is super important like one we get to see it when fighting thanos so thus it's setting it up that she is able to put ego to sleep Mm -hmm. it's important that it happens in this movie yeah and mantis gives us the character development that we need from this movie yes Uh, because like I said I, I'm not a fan of Drax, but there was the moment on Ego where they're sitting there in front of the like the reflecting pools that he tells the story of like how his daughter died mm-hmm. and like the the good times that he had with his daughter. Like, oh, I took her out to the lake that one time, and we see just how beat up he is on the inside, how how much he hurts, and that's important. Yeah, or, I mean. Uh, it- we do get a little bit of character growth for everybody in this movie mm-hmm. that the, the him coming to heal, I guess is the best word to put it from his family's death. Cause the first movie is all about getting the revenge, right? We, we just mm-hmm. meet up with him and he's in prison. He's like, I'm, I'm here because I kill people, but I kill people because I, I need revenge for killing for my wife and daughter getting killed. And this is him more accepting it and, and you know, ha- having to help move on Uh rocket is definitely you know is is has to grow in the way that he can't be alone he lost his best friend uh he's helping to raise his best friend again or the baby version of it (laughs) and as much as he's self-sufficient because he can he can take care of all that stuff on his own he's broken out of prison many times on his own he can he can fix up the milano as many times as it needs to be fixed but he needs he realized it needs that family he needs the what the guardians has given to him and uh that's that's a big one because he i think he he sees himself as maybe becoming yandu like yeah and i think that's the conversation that he has there at the end when he's like reflecting on the ravager uh the ravager funeral mm -hmm. where he's like wow he yelled at them and he was mean to them constantly and they still showed up for him (laughs) even though like and then he changes it around even when he stole batteries that he didn't need and then he (laughs) He and Quill share that look, and Quill goes, "Of course, like that was the that was the moment that Rocket needed to realize that this was his family." Uh huh. So, you and then obviously the relationship that Quill needs to have is the I don't need my father. My father is not a big part of my life. It's it's Yandu was my father. He's the one that cared for me. He's the one that that raised me, sort of thing. So he doesn't need the what? What's the line? Just because he's your daddy don't make him your father? Or is it the other uh, way around? He, he may have been your father, boy, but he sure weren't your daddy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the lines made famous, I believe, in uh, Boys... No, what is it? Uh, is it? It's not Menace to Society. Boys in the Hood, I, I believe, is the... That line is kind of similar to. Um, but I just think that it was... I I... The fact that you get to see him grow power-wise, but then also as a person, like 
makes it that much better because the Guardians of the Galaxy in the first movie they literally they be, they name themselves after saving the galaxy from uh, the menace of um, the Executioner. It was, was Ronan. Ronan the Destroyer. Ro- uh, the Accuser. Ronan the Accuser. Thank you. Uh, I was like, you stand accused. <laughs> <laughs> and he had he had an Infinity Stone, was able to you know maybe destroy everything, and they they protected it. This is them working inward, like this is them saving their own galaxies, so to speak. Uh, it and the biggest the biggest part of that is Nebula and uh, Gamora, you know, working it out. Like you know, it's the two of us. Our father did a shitty thing and put us against each other, but we were there for each other for a lot of other things. Like, why aren't we better? Why aren't we better for each other? And it takes a little bit of fighting it out before they're like, you're right. (laughs) We can't be in this together. I liked Nebula's like change of heart, I guess. Like, I don't think it was completely on Nebula to change. I think that Gamora needed to hear what Nebula had to say for it to actually work. But I liked that moment where she was like, oh, you you always wanted to win. No, I wanted to save you. Okay, well, I didn't need saving. I just needed a sister. Yeah. Yeah, no, they they both bring points. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this... So the back half of this movie is where this movie shines. Yes, you're absolutely right. This movie has so much good stuff in the last 45 minutes. <laughs> and this is this is where I say that it's on par with the first one for me personally because mm. the first 45 minutes of the first one is where I love it. Like of the of the first Guardians of the Galaxy, that's that the first half of that movie shines for me. Second half of this movie shines for me. Like mm-hmm. it, I I loved I loved the the reveal, the twist reveal with the with Ego and Kurt Russell's character. Like he, up to this point, he said everything right. Like I've been looking yeah. for your son. You know, I, I I'm the one that paid Yondu to to go get you from Earth. You know, I did this. I'm gonna show you how to use your power. Like all this stuff, and then the secret comes out. Oh yeah, I had to give your mom cancer so that I wouldn't go back to Earth and hang out with her anymore. I loved her though. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, hold on, sir. She uh, <laughs> first gave my mom cancer. Like straight up, who just does that? You're like, <laughs> well, I gotta kill her so I don't come back. Okay, I can understand. I can understand that to a point, right? Where like you just gonna if I came back a fourth time, I wouldn't have left. So I had to do something about it for the greater good of my plan. Uh, okay, I don't agree with it, but I understand where you're coming from there. But cancer, bro? But like for real? Hold on, you're gonna you're gonna give her something agonizing and slow, and you're gonna make her whole family suffer because you loved her, though. Like <laughs> because she was like, too distracted from your master plan. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, you couldn't you couldn't look at Earth without getting a partial, and so you have to give somebody cancer. <laughs> like that's not okay. <laughs> I completely <laughs> understand what you're saying and and how you're coming at it. It it's coming off <laughs> a little bit like you should have just went over there and stabbed her instead of giving her cancer. And I'm sure that's not what you mean. <laughs> no, I'm like I'm saying like if you were gonna do it, which obviously he was gonna, just give her a fatal heart attack. She's done. Yeah. Boom. Over. There. 
done. Aneurysm. Done. Yeah. Over. Done. Make it quick. If you loved her like you said you did and you really had to do it, there was no other choice for you than make it quick, dude. <laughs> there you go, people. Ian view on that character. Uh, and all that comment towards him he is found on Twitch as Ian Flux. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Ian Flux. Come talk to me about it. Uh, you know what? It, you're not you're not wrong though. Like it it's it's one of the most agonizing things that that he could have done, and yet he he proclaims to love her throughout that whole speech and you have to wonder how it is that Quill didn't do more in that moment. Oh, like, he shot he, the shit out of him. I mean, he doesn't understand his powers yet, but like, how do you not go supernova and just burn out the planet? Yeah, I mean, you're attached to the planet now. You have that ability. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's because he was he was using his power with his brain and not his heart, like Yandu said. <laughs> <laughs> fair there you go <laughs> in that moment how do you not use your heart yeah exactly like you, you have all this emotion that you're not just like ah! and like everything's dead like <laughs> i don't i don't understand <laughs> it's it's amazing like it's it's amazing more than it happened in in that that's that scene but it, it it plays out it plays out well so ego is he dead do, did they kill him off? Is he is he able? I mean, he's a celestial. If I'm if I'm yeah yeah. So he's he's ego the living planet. Like he's able to make himself a man size or be the whole planet. Like is he able to make himself a bug size and still survive? Or like I mean, they put a nuke on his brain. I, I understand, but we're talking about physics that we have no idea about. <laughs> I think at the. I think at the most, I don't think he's dead. I think at the most, they set him back a few million years. Ooh, that's interesting. Because, like, at that point, can you, quote unquote, raise him in a different way? Well, he built himself into the planet. Okay. And but he said I- that it took him a long time to build that planet layer by layer by layer. Right. But, like... If he's building himself, can you be there at the the building blocks of it to, so that you can not manipulate, but <laughs> manipulate like his personality? Maybe. Okay. Um, I think a cool way back for him would to be like be give him possession of someone, like give him a a true physical form. Okay. Like somebody finds him, they're like, "Ha ha! I'm going to use the power of a celestial," and he's like, mm, "Gotcha." <laughs> you're mine now and then we just put kurt russell's voice over whoever's body he has and we call it good i mean he could just go get kurt russell from earth i guess hold on you're on to something <laughs> <laughs> i just i mean it's 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 super interesting in the fact of the mcu that like uh What's his name? Quill constantly references movies, right? Like he he references movies throughout everything. Even but then but but then you have people that are in those movies, so to speak. And he's not just like, "Well, you look exactly like." Yes, exactly. <laughs> like 
I know that he didn't directly meet Sylvester Stallone's character, but I want that interaction where he's like, yo, you look just like a dude. Rocky. <laughs> you look like Rocky, bro. Or, you know, like, what, what is it that uh, Tony Stark says in Endgame, right? He calls uh, Thor Lebowski. Well, yeah. you know, uh, his bad guy in his first movie was Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, um, it's funny that doesn't come it, up more. It even comes up with the whole David Hasselhoff thing. Yes. Because Ego turns into Hasselhoff and he's like, is this what you wanted? Yeah. Like, <laughs> At that point, something should have clicked with with Quill and just been like, "Hold up, you're Kurt Russell." <laughs> I mean, how could uh, oh man, how could he not have known Big Trouble Little China, right? I was thinking that, or um, he would have been really young at the time, but he would have been like probably old enough to like have have seen Roadhouse without anybody knowing, right? Like that was Kurt Russell, wasn't it? Oh, that's Patrick Swayze. Oh, that's Swayze. Never mind. Damn. <laughs> I was trying to think of Kurt Russell movies too. Like he's the he he was huge as like a Disney star as a kid, like all those Disney movies. But I'm looking up his IMDb right now. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to also trying to remember what year was that he was abducted from Earth. That Quill was abducted from Earth. So it was eighty nine. Then yeah, eighty eight. Big, Big Trouble in China would definitely have been out by then. He might not have seen it, but. Uh, Tango and Cash was in '89. I love Tango and Cash. That's literally my favorite, like Kurt Russell movie. Like the fact that you don't get a scene with Kurt Russell and, and Sylvester Stallone in this movie together upset me. Like it really did. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah, where is his filmography? Though? I can't think of Kurt Russell's earlier '80s movies for some reason. He's he has that one movie with uh, Robin Williams. I think it's called the the Best of Times, where they reenact a football game from their high school high school years. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, the thing, 1982. Yeah, perfect. That would have been the perfect movie for for Quill to reference when talking to uh, Ego. If you wanted to reference uh, Kurt Russell, yeah, uh, Big Trouble, uh, Big Trouble in Little China was uh, nineteen eighty six. Oh, and then what? Uh, early eighties was uh, Escape from New York. Yup, as Snake Plissken. Yeah, Snake Plissken. Like, hey, do you know if you would have put a patch over your eye, you look a lot like Snake Plissken, like kind of thing. Like, and these are the lines. These are just the little tiny things to give us the like. Eh. like <laughs> come on, man. You know what's uh. Uh oh! What was I just about to say? Um, crap! I don't remember. I don't remember what I was going to say because, yeah, that that threw me off. <laughs> Either way, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I made you lose your train of thought. No, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, the biggest takeaway from this movie, I would have to say, is got to be Baby Groot, right? Like everybody falls in love with the Baby Groot in this movie. Yeah, and he has he has a couple cute moments, but I don't want to just be a contrarian here. <laughs> I feel like I'm just being a contrarian here. I mean, it, it 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 sometimes it happens. Like I've been on that end of the stick. Like it it just I mean I don't trust me. I'm not I'm not here praising the baby Yoda or baby Yoda. See, this is how much I hate it. It's the same thing. 
It's exactly the same. Disney knew what they were doing. They knew mm-hmm. exactly what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But Baby Groot, I mean, it's the thing that people take away from this movie that they remember the most. Like, I'm sure you can you can talk to an average person and they'd be like, Kurt Russell wasn't. That's what I was gonna say. Kurt Russell. They had they did the best job to this point with the the de aging was in this movie when they showed yeah. young. And I think that's because you had so many like movies from that era with his face that they could use. Yeah, where it was just like, nope, that's Kurt Russell. Yep. Yeah. So, there so was nothing weird about it. It was just. <laughs> is that is that Kurt Russell? <laughs> he looks so young. <laughs> um. But yes. Uh. I think people would be like, Kurt Russell's that movie. I don't remember Kurt Russell. Baby Groot. I remember all that. Like the the whole you got the the whole beginning of the movie is him playing around to the boombox while the rest of the team is fighting. There's the whole sequence in the Ravagers jail while he's trying to get Yondu's new fin. Like, no, that's that's not it. That's that's a cup. We're not, we're, we're not here for that. Like <laughs> that sequence could have been like two minutes shorter. Yes, it really could have. And, and been completely fine. Where it's like, I need the fin, and he comes back with underwear. Now nah, the fin, and he comes back with the eye. And then you jump to the spot where he finds the drawer and uh Sean Gunn's there and he's like, I, I got you. Here we go. <laughs> but no, he it goes on for another three minutes <laughs> of more that's things. A, that's a desk. No, that's a plunger. Like <laughs> I'm sorry, baby girl, are you just dumb? <laughs> he's a baby or are you are you intentionally being a dick and then obviously to get us to hate the the ravengers like they have they're picking on the little baby Groot and like you know dressing him up and kicking him around it's just like this is too much yeah and i mean i when i was watching it just a little bit ago with with erica i just looked at her and said why are ravengers just space rednecks <laughs> I mean, they, he, the dude does name himself Taserface. Like, Taserface, hot damn boy! I'm Taserface. It's gonna be wild in here. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Why Taserface? It it instills fear. It really doesn't. No. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know. Yondu with a with a space southern accent. I'm here for it. <laughs> I mean, a lot of planets have a south. It makes sense. Yeah. With a, with a with a southern space accent, but <laughs> the whole crew being like space rednecks, not not here for it, huh? I, it doesn't make sense. Not everybody's gonna be a space hillbilly. <laughs> you're, you're gonna get the one guy who's like, oh yeah, no, I'm actually from a really well off family. I just hate my family. <laughs> like, I just yeah, I you know I I told them that I could be my own person. I I could I can make my own. I didn't need their money, and this is where I ended up. I'm I'm a ravager, and I'm a ravager, and I bunk with Taserface. <laughs> if my dad could see me now, <laughs> he would disown me if I hadn't already left. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so so that you don't have to be so much of the contrarian. What are the parts that you did like about this movie? I liked the fight scene at the end. Okay. Um, to an extent. Again, there were, I was going to say, once again, more baby Groot figuring out how to use the bomb. Yeah. See, that felt okay, though. Okay. Like him trying to figure out how to use the bomb because they had already set up this whole thing about how uh, he doesn't take instruction well. 
<laughs> and then like that scene where he's like, ah, and like stop back and thought about it. It's like, okay, you're not a complete and total tool because this is going to kill you if you don't do it right. Um, no, don't push that button. Yeah. Uh, I liked the, like the, the casual interactions in the fight. Like when Rocket's trying to teach Groot how to set off the bomb and Quill comes down, he's like, yo, can you hurry up? He's like, look, do you have any tape? <laughs> I'm just going to tape the button. Do you have any tape? And then Quill goes and asks everyone else if they have tape in the middle of this fight. Yeah. I was but, like, I'm here for that. Part, the best part is the line is like, if anybody was going to have tape, it would be you. You're, you're the one that would have the tape. You're the guy. <laughs> um, visually, this movie was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked... I liked the the redemption arc for Yondu. The first time around, Yondu was just kind of there. This time, he felt like he had a purpose. Right. He he, de- he definitely does. He does seem to have more more stakes. Yeah, and like I like I like that this movie in the last forty five minutes gave me way more emotions than it had justice being able to do. Like it didn't have any business making me feel the way that it did when Yondu died. Mm, okay. Yeah, like, that, and that's what I I, I was going to get at next was like, were you expecting Yondu to die? Like, how were you surprised at that? I was, and I found myself asking. In the first one, he bought Gamora some time with his mask. Right. Why couldn't he have done that for Yondu here? Oh, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Honestly, I, I didn't even think about that. You're you're right. It's 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 a it's a thing. Like they they probably could have done several things to to save him at that point. And and I'll tell you this: going into any comic book movie, I know that just about anybody is up for grabs to die. But I am almost always surprised when someone dies in a in a comic book movie. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't think of that as being the first thing that they'll they'll go to because, because we know in comic books that death isn't always the finale for a character. Yeah, like death doesn't mean they're dead. Death death doesn't mean they're gone. Right. So when they do that in in a movie, I I feel like they're always trying to uh, shy away from doing that in a movie, mm-hmm. and that's why I I think that it's it might not ever happen or at least i'm surprised when it does yeah and that brings me to what i talk about every week of why i'm always so upset when they kill their villains (laughs) i mean i mean at least we only stuck to one villain in this movie because i mean i guess you can say that you can say that the sovereign is an antagonist but they're you're you're you hit it on the head earlier by saying they're a b story They, they they're straight up a get this is how we're going to get them get our protagonist to the next thing to to the big baddie yeah and they're they're just scorned people they're not a bad guy in the least bit right moderately upset they're i mean they paid for a job and they didn't get what they paid for kind of thing so it's understandable they're upset but we've come to love this ragtag bag band of Rap scallions and uh it's it's okay that they stole. The 
the sovereigns or the the words the sovereign is just a planet of karens wow i understand why you had that face a second ago you you wasn't looking to that realization i did just now (laughs) just now they're just a planet of karens excuse me i paid for something and i did not get exactly what i wanted so i'm gonna send not one but two whole drone fleets after you i mean it's also that yes you didn't get paid you you didn't get what you paid for or what you wanted but you did get what you paid for because you hired them to do you it. Hired scoundrels. Yes, you hired scoundrels, so you got to anticipate that they're gonna double cross you or something's gonna happen. It's like, but it's like it's like when, when a Karen goes to a restaurant or something and orders something, and they're like, "Well, this isn't what I was wanting." It was like, "Well, this is what it is in the menu." It even tells you what it is on the menu. Well, this is not what I wanted. Was I don't know what to do here. Like, <laughs> what's their solution? So, like, quick side story about the restaurant thing. There was okay. a restaurant in this little town in Wyoming that my grandparents used to live. Um, <clears throat> that it had a burger on the menu called the Ghost Burger. Oh no! <laughs> and the Ghost Burger was just a bun. That's oh. it. <laughs> but on the menu, it even says just a bun. However, so people would order it and just a, it was like a bun, lettuce, and tomato would come out. <laughs> and they're like, You forgot my patty. And they're like, No, no, you ordered the ghost burger. <laughs> Get it? And, and people would get upset and they'd have to like show them on the menu and they'd be so mad. And it I'm, was, ah, uh, I don't know I'm, how, I don't know if they would make that right for the, like for the guest, but like, I'm sure they were, there was something where it's just like, Ah, we gotcha. I'm, I'm, yeah, because it's probably like they probably looked at it and it was like, oh, it's a two dollar burger. Like, yeah, let's order that. You know, it's cheap. Right. And then there's no no meat. And then they're like, well, you can always add the meat for another dollar fifty or something, <laughs> right? Like something stupid like that. Because uh, yeah. I mean, you're getting what you paid, or you're yeah, you're getting what you paid for. Like it says right there, and and this is what you. you Tying it back to the Guardians of the Galaxy, you're getting what you paid for. They are <laughs> scoundrels. They they are going mm. to deceive you. And Rocket being the most of all of them. Like, I don't think. I think they set out with good intentions. Of course, but but then Rocket has sticky fingers. So sticky fingers. It's a shiny thing. Like it. He's a raccoon. Like raccoons get distracted or attracted to shiny things. Like it's. It's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. What so, do you think? Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I was going to ask you a, more of like a, a, a wrap up kind of question now that I think about it. So <laughs> if you would like, let's 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 delay that a little bit. Yeah. it's. I mean, essentially our our our, our essential question, our, our question about why we started this podcast. What do you think coming out of this movie will pertain to future phases other than uh, maybe Adam Warlock and the Sovereign showing up again. Okay, because I was going to say Adam Warlock. We already talked about it. <laughs> um, I think that I think that eventually off of this, because we saw like Rocket grow, mm-hmm. I think in future phases it wouldn't be absurd to get like a Rocket and Groot origin. Oh, that wouldn't be bad. I could to- totally see the third movie involving that or or a movie past that where it's 
going back to why the two of them were friends or why their relationship started. I, I can I can see that completely. And I don't think it would be out of place at this point. Okay. No, no. I, I mean, we're getting a little bit of backlash with a lot of uh, moviegoers or at least MCU fans who are upset that we're getting the Black Widow origin story, you know, so to speak, or a solo story uh, this far out. Even she's she's dead, but I mean, I'm not one of them. I'm I'm just here for more movies. Give me all the things. I would have been down for the Black Widow movie to happen way sooner. Right. But I'm just happy it's happening. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think you don't introduce characters played by Michelle Yeoh and, and Sylvester Stallone for the three minutes of airtime that they got in this movie without having plans of using them later on. So I think, I agree. yeah, those versions of the guardians of the, or sorry, the ravagers show up again. And if it's in guardians of the galaxy three as a, Hey, we owe you, um, you know, or we owe Yondu. So we're here to help you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That could be it. But if it could be something more, I would be into that. Like that's the cosmic outer space Marvel that I kind of want to see. Yeah. Um, I'd be here for that. I mostly just cause I want to see space Sylvester Stallone <laughs> and Michael Rosenbaum as a giant crystal dude. Right. <laughs> I, I hope that that also leads to space Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh my goodness. Who could he play? I don't know, but they're, they're I don't know, but put him on Mars. Let's have the MCU give us some total recall jokes, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know, it could be interesting if he played Gladiator, but that's part of the, um, she are like empire and that that that's x-men stuff so i don't know make, make arnold schwarzenegger cosmic ghost rider oh oh my goodness <laughs> i mean that would be funny i don't think i ever want to see cosmic ghost rider in the live action anything but sure give give me schwarzenegger as, as cosmic ghost rider no, 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 no. I'm being stupid. <laughs> if Cosmic Ghost Rider's going to be anybody, it's going to be Tom Cruise. <laughs> there you go, folks. We've, we've gotten to the Tom Cruise part of the show. <laughs> Who could Tom Cruise have played in this movie? Uh, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like he's too big to have been uh, Sean Gunn's character. I mean, yeah, I know he can't be Craiglin. Uh, uh, he's too big of a name for that. He could have been Kurt Russell's character. He could have been Ego. He could have been Ego. And it's from the 80s. So you have you have a couple you you have a couple like Tom Cruise movies that hit then. Yeah. No, you have a lot of them that hit there. Uh yeah. I think the other option is that he's he's Adam inside the the sarcophagus. Yo, Andy, I heard you just now. And I need <laughs> you to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you just freaked out like I need, you to, I need you to take a breath take three steps back think about it for a minute and you're okay bud <laughs> do you have a paper bag nearby can you breathe into it 
just just to, to get that breathing back in cycle. Just a completely gold Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> just as ripped as you've ever seen him. Yeah. He's going to put a Tom Cruise with MCU muscle. I mean, yeah. Now, the question you have to ask yourself, is it like long hair Tom Cruise or short hair Tom Cruise? <laughs> I think it's bald Tom Cruise. Ooh, we're going Les Grossman here, huh? All right. Just Les Grossman is... <laughs> You're having too much fun. You're having way too much fun. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm good. Okay, we're back. <laughs> uh, Damn it. Now, like I said, uh, in my rankings of the MCU movies, this one is neck and neck with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, so it's 9 and 10. Uh, between the two of them okay i i would put one and two at like 12 and 13 that's fair that's where i have uh the ant-man name and the wasp so okay see and i i had more fun with ant-man and the wasp like ant-man and ant-man and the wasp than i did with this movie so i think i would just flip Flip them yeah I, i can completely see that like I think the only reason why, and this is the most random thing for me, uh, the only reason why they probably end up ahead is because of the soundtrack. Like I, for some reason, have this big affinity for the pop songs of those of that time period. Uh, so, and it's a really good soundtrack. But it totally, it's just, it's totally the manipulator for me. Like the rest of the movie might not be as good as I remember it, but it's, it's good because I remember the soundtrack. That's that's totally fine. I mean, we're gonna have to fist fight about that at the end of this. But as of right now, I'm okay with it. I think we need to have a running tally of how many times the either one of us is gonna be fighting each other <laughs> while recording this podcast. Yeah. Somebody listened like when when this is all done, I expect anybody who's listened, so Andy, that's you. Uh <laughs> So to go through and, and tweet at us, give us the running tally of how many times one of us said we were going to fight the other. <laughs> and I mean, it per- it pertains to fighting our guest as well. Yep. Uh, <laughs> as soon as anyone proclaims to throw hands or come at them or anything, <laughs> this is definitely going to be this oh, is going to be quite the running tally. Who would you like to show up? in the guardians of galaxy volume three that you're not expecting a Marvel character that one you haven't yet. Beta Ray bill. Beta Ray bill. Okay. You don't think he's going to be in the next Thor movie though. I mean, because I, that's the arbitrary rule that I made. He can only show up in one. (laughs) Okay, fine. If, if, if they can only show up in one, um, I want Nova. Okay. I mean, we got the Nova Corps, but we know now yeah. Nova Corps is gone. So, yeah, we can get Richard Ryder. Yeah, Richard Ryder, the man named Nova, to show up. That'd be pretty awesome. I want Nova because that means we can finally get Spider-Man and Nova stuff going. <laughs> stuff we've seen in the Champions? Yeah. All right. And, th- and, and then we have to get a, a good Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that boat has sailed. This is never gonna happen. They are never gonna put Iron Fist on a TV screen again. And I'm 
upset about it. I don't sure. know how I feel, but like I'm I'm mad about it, but I'm not, but I am. <laughs> so I think the character that I kind of would want to see is Dark Star. I think Ooh. a another armor wearing, you know, character, but this time from outer space, like could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Steven had made a point the other day that it's really funny that two people with like an affinity for DC are reviewing the MCU. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think about that, but that is absolutely and true. It's to the point that you just asked me, oh, who do you want to see in the next one? My first answer was almost Blue Beetle. <laughs> I mean, when I asked the question, the, my first thought went to Moon Knight, and I was like, ooh, maybe I can, you know, change, like I can stretch it because it's the moon and outer space. But like, nah, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So, Dark Star, Dark Star, it is. And Dark Star is a good choice. It is. He's from outer space. He's, you know, he's a outer space character. So, mm-hmm. All right, Ian, where can people find you online? All right, gang, if you want to find me, most of the time, if we're not recording this on a on an off day for us, uh, you can find this recording at twitch.tv slash Ianflux, where we do this live. So come be a part of the chat. Come make dumb jokes. Come point out continuity errors. It's come a good time. He's going to fight you. Yeah, I'll, I'll fight you, chat. I'll do it. <laughs> Don't you make me. Um <clears throat> Yeah, and you can holler at me on Twitter at IanFlux12. That's I-A-N-F-L-U-X. The number's one, two. Awesome. Uh, uh, You can find me on Twitter and talk to me about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 if you want, or my... you can see my my ranking of the MCU movies up to this point on my Twitter, at Mitchipedia, G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. The rest of Geekly Media can be found on Twitter at Geekly Media, at Geekly Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, geeklymedia.com. Check out our Patreon. We have a lots of exclusive what? exclusive material that you can only see, you can only listen to or see there, uh, including sometimes uh the stuff that we don't that doesn't make it into the podcast on this particular podcast shows up there <laughs> so you can have yourself some laughs oh, um like some dumb shit <laughs> we do say some dumb shit so just think about what we don't see on this and what it could possibly be over there so go check that out uh and if you are listening to this on a podcast, please rate and review us on whatever podcatcher you use so that it could help spread the word of our network and other people can listen to us. But until next time, this is Journey into Mystery on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. 